0: If you're just starting out in business, there is nothing more valuable, especially in today's market, than to be able to grow your network and to be able to find the right people in your network. And so, I think the best piece of advice I really have for you is whichever, you know, direction you want to be able to go into, whichever niche you want to be able to go into, study that niche but give yourself like a deadline, like give yourself like maybe a couple weeks, a month max to really like get your knowledge up to par where you understand the language, you, you, you know, could, could kind of hold your own in a conversation. The reason I say a deadline is because you want to get your knowledge up, but you also want to be able to take action.
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has built several uh, startups and small businesses to seven and eight figure companies, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And today we have another great great guest on the episode, Jay Wong. And uh, Jay started out, graduated in about 2010, and uh, was a partner in a startup startup imploded and so he had to figure out what he went from there had a mentor referred him over to strategic coaching um, did that for a bit of time and then decided hey strategic coaching is not where I want to be in the next five or ten years and then started his journey on um, doing podcasting and production and otherwise offering that as, a, as services and he'll expand about a bit more about that as he goes through his journey but with that and as much of an intro as that is welcome to the podcast, Jay.
0: Yeah, super excited to be here with you. And uh, yeah, just excited to, to dive in and even, even have you share about that journey. It, 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 you know, it's like walking down memory lane a little bit.
1: Hey, it's always fun to, to take, take that stroll, all right? So, yeah. with, so with that, I kind of uh, stole a bit of your thunder, but maybe go jumping back, kind of uh, take us back to graduate school and graduating and where your journey started from there.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because I think even when we were doing, uh, some of the off record, you know, pre-interview stuff, you know, I was mentioning, you know, I don't get a chance, you know, sometimes when, you know, we're, we're talking about marketing and how to get greater leads and how to get greater ROI, it kind of gets super, you know, into the weeds and, and and sometimes it gets super nerdy really quick. Right. And it actually got me thinking that, you know, is, is that where the beginning of my journey began? Right. And, and actually it reminded me that, you know, uh, you know, through, through a whole, through a whole series of, of events, I ended up, you know, becoming this graduation speaker for my, you know, I went to, even though I'm from Canada, uh, yeah. I actually did high school in the U S uh, yeah. so in Maryland and um, you know, graduating high school in the US. I S I don't know how it is in Canada, but it's like a very big deal right and i'm sure you, you could attest to that um but i ended up being this uh the speaker at graduation in front of you know i think it was like 4000 something people because we were in maryland it was at constitutional hall mm. and uh i just remember and the reason i'm sharing this is cuz one you know I, I wasn't this like straight a valedictorian like that that was really not who i was and and mm. the way that i got that speech was really through this kind of open competition open contest but Even back then, 17 years old, you know, it reminded me that um, that was really the beginning of it because I remember that was one of the first things I did. Like maybe it was that talk, maybe it was the energy in the room. I don't know what it was, but it was one of the first things I've did that I thought to myself, you know what? I have maybe the potential and maybe this could be something that I want to continue to do for the rest of my life. And maybe it's about sharing positive messages. Maybe it's some form of communication. I'm not quite sure what that is yet. Um, maybe it was just the high of the moment, right? I, I, I don't know, but it, it was, it was so great, Devin, that that really began this entire journey of just saying, hey, you know what, how do I do more of those things that I'm really great at? How do I access unique ability or, 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 or how do I get lost in, in that one or two things that I can be amazing at? Um, and, and that's what's always driven me um, to, to do all things, you know, ever since
1: that, that point. So you did that and graduated high school, gave a great speech, set you up on your course to where you're at now. You went off to school and I think you did, um, you, grad, or you went to school and I can't remember, where did you say you went to school again? Yeah, so
0: we, uh, I moved back to Canada, went to business school out, out there, uh, University of Ottawa, uh, which is the capital of, of Canada, fun fact for everybody.
1: All right. And uh, so you did, you, you went to school, graduated, and then I, if I remember right when we talked before, you, you went and worked for a startup and then it yeah. imploded, but talk a little bit about going to working for a startup out of school and how that went for you.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, I think at that time, this was like 2010, 2011, um, Shopify had just started was like becoming this like thing. It wasn't what Shopify is now today, but Shopify, um, started, uh, I'm pretty sure in, in Ottawa. And so there was, you know, there was this like, there was this, you know, energy buzzing around of people saying, hey, we want to, you know, go into startups and, and, and be able to do, do all these different things. And I was working at a, a internet marketing company at the time. Um, I didn't think back and, and look back at that, you know, and, and didn't think about internet marketing in the same ways, but really they were like an online directory. Right. They were across Canada and they would sell listings, right? You know, if you're a small business, if you're an IP lawyer or yoga studio or what you know, whether you're an event for the city, you would essentially want to list your events or list your business on, you know, said directory. And, you know, essentially I headed off with one of the partners there. We went off and we created essentially a different variation of that directory. We had, you know, a lot of, you know, businesses that, you know, bought in, we, we had sold a lot of early contracts. So like the momentum was there, right? Yeah. And we were, you know, just obviously just thrilled. I was like 20 years old, 21, you know, I was thinking Devin that, you know, this was gonna be it, right? We're, we're gonna make it big, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, like that little meme. Billion. Exactly. Right. And it's like, you know, look at everybody that's striving to get these 30, 40, 50 K, you know, uh, starting salaries. Right. Mm. And, and here we are, you know, making the push, uh, you know, putting in right 12, 14, sometimes more hours a a day, but Mm. you know, you, 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 you want to make it happen. Right. And it's, it's, it's the dream. And so when, when things started kind of break, because, you know, it's what, it's great to have great momentum great to have funding, great to have sales. Right. But, you know, it's a completely different thing to be able to say, Hey, we, we, um, not just had a great quarter or a great few months, but we have to actually build a a company. We have to actually build a team. We have to actually be able to deliver on some of these things before we run out of capital. Right. And, you know, just learning some of those lessons along the way, um, you know, it, it reminded me that, Hey, I want to be able to, to do my own thing, or I want to be able to, you know, have a business where we care about, you know, the end customers and who we make a difference for, but mm. maybe this is probably not going to be the vehicle because it, it just required, you know, so much more investment from a time perspective. My mm. partner, he was, you know, essentially having, you know, entering a new phase in life, right. He was about to have kids and mm. it was, going to be his first kid. So like, it just didn't really make sense for us to really continue down that path. Um, mm. But a lot of hard lessons learned, you know, um, just being able to go through that, one of which is to maybe not spend all of your student loans and all the money into a potential startup, maybe okay. just keep some of it, you know, uh, but nonetheless, you know, a lot of hard lessons through through that experience.
1: So, it, uh, no, and first of all, yes, I, I don't know that I don't even know that you always fit any student loads into it, but certainly not all of it. Um, but you did that. And uh, so you said, okay, you know, first of all, start out, hey, this is my dream. It's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be great. And you know, the, the thing that every entrepreneur thinks is, hey, this is gonna be the next, you know, billion dollar idea or billion dollar idea or whatever. And sometimes it works out, a lot of times it doesn't. So it was a lesson to learn. But so that kind of, whether you say it imploded or, you know, kind of, it didn't make sense to continue on people are going their different ways and any and all the above. So how did you kind of pick up the pieces or decide what you wanted to do next from there?
0: You know, one of the, the, the things, and even in having this conversation, right, you know, a couple of things come to mind. One is that you learn so much from failures um, that you don't even understand or even can, can think about it fully, unless you have a great chat about, you know, with Devin, and, and he's able to kind of almost reflect <laughs> back the story to you. Because, you know, I, the reason I, I went to business school was because my parents um, had a failed business. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they were running a, a restaurant back back in Maryland, and that failed, um, they had to declare bankruptcy, and that, you know, it was just not a very pleasant experience for them, but also not a very great experience for our family, right? And we already, you know, didn't have very much growing up um, and to be able to kind of see them kind of go through that. Now, they've have had successful businesses in the past. So, you know, it's it's one of the failures along the way. But I remember I, I thought, you know what, if I go to business school, maybe, right? Maybe, just maybe we can learn about money. We can learn about how to actually run a business and maybe we can prevent that down the line, mm. right? And even, you know, coming out of um, this failed startup, I remember thinking, you know, the, the one thing that, you know, I, I think as a young person or anybody starting out, the one thing that is high, so highly valuable is not just your word, but how you build up relationships around you right? The the network effect that people always talk about, you know, it's why people go to certain schools, it's why people want to go to certain neighborhoods, right? They want to be surrounded with certain types of individuals. And for me, when I was left with nothing or starting out, and it felt like all the offers that all my friends are going after, that whole period, you know, already went and, and passed, I just went back to, hey, who who's in my network, right? That, you know, I could perhaps, in the past have added some good value for, right? Mm. Maybe I can lean on them, right? And, and just share with them what, what's, what's really happening, you know? And because of that, I ended up connecting with an old kind of mentor of mine that, you know, I didn't really connect with for the last three, four years up until that time. And it was through conversations with that individual, but he ultimately, he ended up connecting me with somebody at Strategic Coach, which ended up being my next role. And, you know, obviously there are so many, you know, many conversations along the way, but, you know, just the power of one connection, the power of the right connections, right? Sometimes just make a world of difference.
1: No. And as an aside, one thing that you kind of brought up or it came to, or it came to mind as you were talking, as you mentioned, kind of, Hey, you can go to MBA school or I can go to business school. I can get a lot of insight. And so, and I, I talk from it from, I went to, I did an MBA school. So I did I did an engineering degree, a Chinese degree, an MBA, and a law degree. So I ended up getting four, which my wife always says is three too many. But, you know, the interesting <laughs> thing with, with any business school or MBA school is it doesn't really prepare you for a startup life. I mean, I always think of it more as it helps you to engage or to be part of a bigger business, right? So it prepares you to, to be on a marketing team. It prepares you to help a bigger business grow, to see a bigger picture, but I don't remember really any classes that I would look back and say, oh yeah, that helped me start prepare for startup." Now I've levered some of the knowledge, but it wasn't just, oh yeah, I come out of a business school or MBA school and I know how to run a startup and how to be successful. So I think really a lot of it kind of is what you've alluded to. It's that learning on the ground and making the mistakes and also figuring it out. You're going to have to go through that, whether or not you have an MBA or business degree or anything else.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it, there's just nothing better than, than real life experience. Right. Yeah. And, and just, you know, even something as fundamental or as, as basic as some people would say as like, Hey, trust your gut, listen to your gut, All right. Listen to your intuition. It's like, well, what does that really mean? And, and you need many moments of that, of you not listening to your intuition, right. Or are you not, you know, following through on something for you to actually see, okay, that that's really what that feels like. And, and that's really what, you know, when, when people say do those things, that's what they mean.
1: Yeah. Completely agree. So now you you connected up with your mentor and you did, you know, made that connection, started to do strategic coaching. And then I think you said kind of the next step was you do strategic coaching for a period of time. And you, as you got into that, you're looking and saying, now, where do I want to be in the kind of the, you know, the old cliche question that you always get in the job interview as you're talking to your boss. And I always hated that question. He's like, where do you think you're going to be in the next five or 10 years? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going to be next year, let alone in five or 10 years. Or you give the answer, oh, I want to be, you know, a, a devoted part of the company when you're really wanting to go do your own thing. Anyway, that's a complete <laughs> aside, but the next five or 10 years, but you did at least look out and you say, I don't see this as my long-term where I want to be, what I want to do. And so as you made that realization, as you're saying, strategic coaching isn't where I want to be long-term in my career. How did you kind of make that next transition?
0: You know, it's, um, it's a loaded question right because you know it's you know, there's i i always think it's it's never one it's not like i went in one day and there was this you know somebody spilled a coffee on me and like you know i just had a horrific morning and then there was this, just this one moment in the afternoon i just decided you know what this is going to be it this is going to you know forget the old life let's enter into the new life and then the next day new life begins hmm. right and and i always think in life it's 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 always these like series of moments Right. And you starting to notice and ask yourself, you know what, am I going to be happy with, with this, you know, is this, is this still bringing me the same level of joy as before? right? And, you know, one of the things that, at Strategic Coach, for those that are not familiar with Strategic Coach, they're kind of like a, a you know, a, a training coaching program for high net worth individuals. We're talking, you know, seven and eight figures for sure, but some of them went well into the, the nine figures, a few billionaires that, that they've coached. And the whole, you know, the environment around running a company like that, Devin, you can imagine, everybody is bought into not just personal development, right? But we're talking, there's language around the, you know, everybody knows each other's personality types, you know, Kobe indexes, um, you know. And so part of that is that we share, we share our goals a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much every time we come together, hey, what, what are the great wins that's happening in your life? What are you looking to do in the next 90 days? What, what are the big, you know, goals? And so when you're around that environment a lot, you know, I realized that I was sharing some of the, you know, some of these go out and, and be able to create a, you know, a platform or maybe go out and, and be able to spread, you know, different messages of, of positivity and highlight different stories or write a best selling novel and, you know, you know, do a speech over here, like all these like big life goals. Right. And yeah. I realized that, you know, I, I was just the idea of sharing these big goals sometimes was enough to really never do anything about it. Mm. Right. It would just create just enough dopamine right? I, I would get just enough validation where mm. I pretty much wouldn't need to do anything, you know? And I thought, you know what? I On one hand, I should be so hyper grateful, you know, for having an amazing, you know, stable career, right? To, you know, to be able to, you know, live downtown with one of my best friends and 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 just be like so present to this life. But mm. I also realized that, doing that was not really, I, I felt like I was only going to marginally get better in this way. And I didn't know if I wanted that for myself. And in fact, I thought, you know, in, instead of, you know, playing it safe, right? I look, I'm, I'm 23, 24 at this time. I thought if there was really ever a time, right. To be a little reckless to say, Hey, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to bet on my ability to, be resourceful and figure things out and maybe not have the full answer, but being willing to show up every day and, and say, Hey, I'm going to figure this out, you know, piece by piece. Right. And, yeah. you know, I realized I, w- I was, I was fortunate because I understand we have some clients now they tell me what life is like, you know, with homeschooling and, you know, they, they have your, their, their kids over here. They have different priorities. Their business is massive, right. But it's, it's, it becomes a game of leverage. You know, and the, the gift that strategic, uh, strategic Coach gave me was it gave me access to what people were dealing with when their business was successful, right? And, and how they, they just fully dedicated their, their, their time to doing the best activities that they could add the most value to. Mm-hmm. And they weren't apologetic about it. You know, they, they were who they were, right? And, and they understood who, who they are in the marketplace and, and in their company. And had this amazing vision about it. And for me, I thought, you know what, it's great to be able to say, I know all these things. But just like we were talking about earlier, how about putting these things into practice? How about actually executing them? And, you know, actually stepping into that individual, being the best version of yourself. And being able to lead your team and, and have that vision for your life, and it doesn't mean you need to run like some nine-figure business for you, you know, unless that's your definition of you know, success and, and happiness, um, but I could do that for myself right? and, and figure out who, who I really was. And so that, those were some of the thoughts and, and things and decisions leading up to that transition and saying, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself, and I'm, I might not know what the next couple steps are, but I'm, I'm confident I'm going to figure this out.
1: No, and I think that makes complete sense. So now with all that in mind, had all those thoughts or started to make the transition, you know, you went and we won't dive into as much. You went with the Bhagavan in in Asia for about 14 months and uh, bummed around and had a good time there. But then once you, you know, decided, hey, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Where am I going to go? You kind of got into launching a few different podcasts or podcasting. Is that right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, you know, everybody, especially these days, right. Especially the listeners of your podcast, when they hear these stories, you know, I I heard, uh, there there was a previous episode where, uh, the episode opened with, you know, the idea of you want to figure out where you want to go. Right. And then you find someone in the world, right. That is actually doing those things and you figure out how to get as close and, and work with them, right. Whether you uh, study under them, whether you learn from them, right? And, and you kind of attract them into your network in that way. Um, you know, I, I think we're living in an amazing time. So when I launched my podcast, I had never had the thought, of going to launch this podcast, and then we'll teach other you know, entrepreneurs and other people how to be able to do it. Right. And, you know, I had no, it was not on the vision board of saying, Hey, we're going to, you know, partner up with, with some of these, you know, fortune 1000 businesses or or even Inc. 5,000 businesses and help them put a voice behind their, their marketing. Right. But is one of those things that, you know, as you start putting it together, this was around 2015. Um, people were noticing the podcast, the podcast had won some, some awards and it was, it was hitting the top 100 very consistently in Canada and in the U S. Um, back then people were saying, Hey, like, it it would be amazing if you could share, right. How you did it right. Step-by-step. Right. And they would invite me to, you know, on their webinars and they would invite me to, you know, um, when speaking, you know, engage and conferences was like a true thing, right? So like, that that was like the beginning of it. And I didn't have an email list. I didn't have a product. I didn't have a checkout page. I didn't know how to take payment, right? Like it was all these, you know, mini fundamental things. Like I didn't have those things in place, right? But when you see an opportunity there, that's really where I started, you know, saying, hey, you know what? I could actually serve in this way. And I think I can help other entrepreneurs, you know, get their voices out there hit the top 100 and be able to create an amazing marketing channel while being able to do so. And so we started with an, an online program, you know, ran a couple versions of the, of the beta program that yeah. became this, you know, standalone, you know, do it yourself type of program. Um, yeah. It was amazing. You know, we did events and memberships um, and the agency was actually the last um, and the most recent iteration that really came from that. Um, and it's because we felt like we could serve at such a deeper level.
1: So, and I think that makes sense. So, you, you know, you get into podcasting, you figure it out, start to build yours. And then you say, you know, and I think it's a question that a lot of people get into when they get into podcasting. is the sense of, now I've, I've got a podcast. This is really fun. Now, how am I going to make money with it, right? And so, yeah. as you mentioned, you can kind of do memberships. You can, you know, and, and not saying which way to go on the political side of the aisle, but, you know, I, I like to listen to Ben Shapiro. And one of the things they always do at the end of their podcast is that, you know, they have Sunday specials and say, now, if you want to, you know, get in the the final answer is you have to sign up and be a member. So, you know, I never signed up to be a member because I'm too cheap to actually pay for it. <laughs> but you know, that's one way to do it. But you kind of get in this conundrum of, you know, a, a successful podcast, unless you can get advertisers, unless you can get to the level, you just have so many followers. You can really make a lot of money on advertising, which, for the majority of podcasts, just isn't. you're not going to make enough to at least sustain yourself. You may get a few small advertisers, but it's hard to get to the level where you're really going to have a significant enough amount of following to really make a, a full-time living off of a podcast. And so and then you have to say, okay, if, I, if I'm not there yet, or I'm not going to reach that, how do I make the money? And I think that's where you started. You know, you started your agency that kind of does it end to end. It's uh, podcastyourbrand.co, right? That's right. And so you guys are doing that now and you're growing your team and you're helping others to do their podcasts and so that they can end to end create a podcast, get it produced, get it, you know, have the actual show, get it posted, get it promoted and everything else. And that's kind of, it seems like kind of through your journey, that's where you've ended up today.
0: You know, it's, um, it's, it's funny, right? Because I think there's a lot of, Advice. I mean, there's just so much advice in today's world, right? It's just noisier than ever.
1: I'm sure your listeners could could probably relate. There's a lot of advice.
0: There's just a lot of advice, right? Unsolicited advice, right? Opinions on this and that. I remember years ago, Devin, somebody was speaking at a podcasting conference, and um, they said, you know, to monitor. This is the the secrets of monetizing your podcast, okay? And their answer was some version of "You got to run this podcast for the next three years." Year one, you're getting like used to it and um, getting to know your audience. Year two, you're building up momentum. Year three, you're getting advertised. Like it, it was this like, you know. And and I'm not saying like that if you were to do that for three years. I'm not saying that that would not work. Mm. I just looked at that model and thought to myself that that could not possibly be the most efficient way of being able to do this because. Mm. Especially if you know you have any type of a business, regardless of if it's a digital platform or a SaaS or a service-based business like a like a you know law firm or or an agency, there are ways for you to leverage the medium right? To be able to further monetize your audience a lot quicker. I think where people get trapped is they start a podcast. Hey, Devin, we love, um, we just love gardening. Okay. As an example, right? Me and you, we live in the same neighborhood. We're friends forever. We love the banter back and forth, love to hang out. And we just love gardening. Let's start a gardening podcast. Mm. Right. And what ends up happening a lot of these times um, is that it's totally fine to start it. Like there's nothing wrong to start it. But I think people start seeing it and go, oh, we're spending all this time and money probably figuring out this gardening podcast and having it out there. We're doing Q&As, we're doing Patreon here, we're, you know, working out, you know, some advertiser over there. And it ends up being this, like, we, we start looking at content and some version of an ROI when in the beginning, we never, re- that was never really the, the beginning, the, the, the basis of it. I think
1: it's on a really good point. I think you have to understand what the motivation or the purpose of your podcast is. Right. And sometimes it's, Hey, we just want to get a big audience. We want to get advertisers. Other times it's, hey, we may have a small audience, but we'll have a dedicated audience. And it's a way for them to get knowledge that we can cultivate clients. Or it may be that hey, we want to expand our audience, reach new people, or to your point, it may just be a fun hobby. And I think going into that, knowing what your purpose is and what, how you want to position it and what you're doing to position it makes it successful for whichever metric you're trying to hit on.
0: Yeah, and and, and look, I just think that it's, I, I think you're 100% spot on right? I am mm. a big believer that, you know, that we'd really just do two things with, with all of our clients. We really help them. If they don't have a podcast already, we help them hit the top 100 with their podcast and, and helping them put together that launch. And even when they have a podcast or they hit the top 100, we really work with them on the ROI side of things, mm. because I know for so many podcasters, myself included, we love the medium. If we took out all the ROI stuff and all the lead stuff and we took out, we just stripped it all away. Like it doesn't exist. Right. I think by itself, podcasting is one of the best life hacks. You know, we get a chance to connect like this, right? It's one of the best business hacks, even if you don't use it for business. It's just like, it's like the perfect relationship building, nurturing tool that is on the marketplace. And I am not a big believer that you should spend all this time, all this energy on something that can be assisted, you know, in growing your business and to ultimately help fund whichever mission you're on right? Mm. And so that's why we do what we do to help people get to the top 100, the right authority and celebrity within their brands, depending on, you know, what it is that they want to be able to do and get the right ROI with their podcasts.
1: So there's a whole bunch of more things that we could go through chat on. That would be fun. There'd be lots of good rabbit holes. We don't have the time to do it today. Maybe we'll have to have another conversation next time, but um, what I'll do is I'll jump to the last two questions. I always hit on the end of the podcast. And so we'll hit those now, which is first question I always ask is, Within your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made, and what did you learn from it? <laughs>
0: um, well, it's funny because uh, my first thought was maybe I should you know reference maybe I should have saved the, the whole student loans thing. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I honestly, um, I think the worst decision um, that I personally made was that I actually resisted jumping all in into the even in Helping people with their podcasts and brands and businesses with their podcasts for probably like at least a year, probably eighteen months. A little more reflective, and it was you know I I think the, the 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 reason I think it's a big mistake is because there's something in business as you might know called first mover advantage. Right, and it's a lot of times it refers to businesses that jump into a certain niche and they do it. They're the first to do it, but they do it well, right? And it's kind of like no matter what, once they do that, you know, everybody else is is really compared to them. And even if a competitor comes up, um, you know, they have to really be exceptional, right? And a lot of times that competitor is trying to pick one or two things and really going all in on that. Um, you know, I, I think it's a big mistake to hesitate you know in in i think it's a big mistake to not go all in in a certain business if you see that it's there's an opportunity there right and mm-hmm. i think a lot of marketers make this mistake you know they find something that works or business owners in general right we find something that works and we're like oh that's nice yeah it works yeah and it's like instead of that it's like if if it works then let's drive it all the way right and and that's something i hold near and dear to my heart
1: all right Great answer. So now we'll jump to the second question, which is talking to someone that's uh, just getting into startups or small businesses, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them?
0: Um, look, if you're just starting out in business, there is nothing more valuable, especially in today's market, than to be able to grow your network. And to be able to find the right people in your network. And so I think the best piece of advice I really have for you is whichever, you know, direction you want to be able to go into, whichever niche you want to be able to go into, study that niche. But give yourself like a deadline, like give yourself like maybe a couple weeks, a month max to really like get your knowledge up to par where you understand the language you, you, you know, could, could kind of hold your own in a conversation. The reason I say a deadline is cause you want to get your knowledge up, but you also want to be able to take action, mm. right? You want to be able to hold my own. And I might not even get the right terms or the right things. Right. But I'm here to take action, you know? And I think when you showcase that to the marketplace and, and to people you're meeting people, you know, genuinely want to be able to help you um, because a lot of times you'll end up reflecting back the best parts of themselves, you know, to Mm. to you, if that makes sense.
1: No, I think that makes perfect sense. And I like both the mistake you made as well as the advice you're giving. So, well, as we wrap up, People want to reach out to you. They want to know more about the, your company, use your service. They want to follow you. I think you may have a podcast or a lot of the podcasts that you produce, they want to listen to it. They want to work for you or they want to be your friend. Any or all of the above, what's the best way to connect with you?
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, so from a social stalking point, if you're into that, um, probably in- Instagram is, is definitely something that we post on every single day. If you want to see a little bit behind the scenes, um, so follow me on Instagram, uh, at the J Wong uh, on Instagram. If you want to dive deeper, I know we talked a little bit about it, into our entire podcast system. We call it the Top 100 Buyers Podcast System. If you want to be able to see that entire system all laid out for you, all you got to do is go to doneforyoupodcast.co doneforyoupodcast.co. And if you want to see what our company is up to, uh, I think Devin, you mentioned it, podcastyourbrand.co. Those are the links and that is where you can socially stalk me. Professionally and personally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jay. It's been fun to have you on. Now for all the rest of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell, we'd love to have you on. So feel free to go to Um, inventivejourneyguest.com apply to be on the podcast if you're a listener make sure to click subscribe so you get notifications when all the new great episodes come out and lastly if you ever need help with uh, patents and trademarks feel free to reach out to us at miller ip law thank you again jay it's been a pleasure it's been fun to have you on and wish you the next leg of your journey even better than the last
0: thank you